0: Letter Four of Pamela, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. Pamela, Volume Two, by Samuel Richardson. Letter Four My Dearest Father and Mother. I now write again, as I told you I should in my last, but I am half afraid to look at the copy of it, for your worthy hearts so visible in your letter, and my beloved's kind deportment upon showing it to him, raise me into a frame of mind bordering on ecstasy. Yet I wrote my heart. But you must not, my dear father, write to your Pamela so affectingly. Your steadier mind could hardly bear your own moving strain, and you were forced to lay down your pen and retire. How, then, could I, who love you so dearly, if you had not increased that love by fresh and stronger instances of your worthiness, forbear being affected and raised above myself? But I will not again touch upon this subject. You must know, then, that my dearest spouse commands me, with his kind respects, to tell you— he has thought of a method to make your worthy hearts easy. Those were his words. And this is, said he, by putting that whole estate with the new purchase under your father's care, as I at first intended. He shall receive and pay and order everything as he pleases, and Longman, who grows in years, shall be eased of that burden. Your father writes a very legible hand, and shall take what assistance he pleases. And do you, Pamela, see that this new task be made as easy and pleasant to him as possible? He shall make up his accounts only to you, my dear, and there will be several pleasures arise to me upon it. First, that it will be a relief to honest Longman, who has business enough on his hands. Next, it will make the good couple easy to have an opportunity of enjoying that as their due which now their two grateful hearts give them so many causeless scruples about. Thirdly, it will employ your father's time more suitably to your liking and mine, because with more ease to himself. For you see his industrious will cannot be satisfied without doing something. In the fourth place, the management of this estate will gain him more respect and reverence among the tenants and his neighbours, and yet be all in his own way. For, added he, you'll see that it is always one point in view with me to endeavour to convince every one that I esteem and value them for their own intrinsic merit, and want not anybody to distinguish them in any other light than that in which they have been accustomed to appear. So, my dear father, the instrument will be drawn and brought to you by honest Mr. Longman, who will be with you, in a few days to put the last hand to the new purchase and to give you possession of your new commission if you accept it as i hope you will and the rather for my dear mr. B's third reason and knowing that this trust will be discharged as worthily and as sufficiently after you are used to it as if mr. Longman himself was in it and better it cannot be Mr. Longman is very fond of this relief and longs to be down to settle everything with you as to the proper powers, the method, etc., and he says, in his usual phrase, that he'll make it as easy to you as a glove. If you do accept it, my dear Mr. B will leave everything to you as to rent, where not already fixed, and likewise as to acts of kindness and favor to be done where you think proper. And he says that, with his bad qualities, he was ever deemed a kind landlord and that I can confirm in fifty instances to his honour. So that old gentleman, said he, need not be afraid of being put upon severe or harsh methods of proceeding, where things will do without, and he can always befriend an honest man, by which means the province will be entirely such as one as suits with his inclination. If anything difficult or perplexing arises, continued he, or where a little knowledge in law matters is necessary, Longman shall do all that and your father will see that he will not have in those points a coadjutor. Too hard-hearted for his wish for it was a rule my father set me and I have strictly followed that although I have a lawyer for my steward it was rather to know how to do right things than oppressive ones and Longman has so well answered this intention that he was always more noted for composing differences than promoting lawsuits I dare say my dear father this will be acceptable to you on the several accounts. My dearest mr. B was pleased to mention And what a charming contrivance is here? God forever bless his considerate heart for it To make you useful to him and easy to yourself as well as respected by and even a benefactor to all around you What can one say to all these things? But what signifies exulting in one's gratitude for one's benefit? Every hour the dear man heaps new ones upon us and we can hardly thank him for one But a second and a third and so on to countless degrees Confound one and throw back our words upon our hearts before they are well formed And oblige us to sit down under all with profound silence and admiration As to the desire of cousin Thomas and Roger to live with you I endeavor to sound what our dear benefactor's opinion was he was pleased to say i have no choice in this case my dear your father is his own master he may employ whom he pleases and if they show respect to him and your mother i think as he rightly observes relationship should rather have the preference and as he can remedy inconveniences if he finds any by all means to let every branch of your family have reason to rejoice with him but i have thought of this matter a good deal since i had the favour of your letter and i hope since you condescend to ask my advice you will excuse me if i give it freely yet entirely submitting all to your liking first then i think it better to have anybody than relations and for these reasons one is apt to expect more regard from them and they more indulgence than strangers can hope for that where there is such a difference in the expectations of both uneasiness cannot but arise that this will subject you to bear it or to resent it and to part with them if You bear it you will know no end of impositions if you dismiss them it will occasion ill-will They will call you unkind and you them ungrateful and As your prosperous lot may raise your envies such will be apt to believe them rather than you then the world will be inclined to think that we are crowding upon a generous gentleman a numerous family of indigent people and It will be said the girl is filling every place with her relations and beleaguering, as you significantly express it a worthy gentleman should one's kindred behave ever so worthily So in the next place one would not for their sakes that this should be done Who may live with less reproach and equal benefit anywhere else? For I would not wish any one of them to be lifted out of his station and made independent at mr.. B's expense if their industry will not do it Although I would never scruple to do anything reasonable to to promote or assist that industry in the way of their callings Then my dear father I apprehend that our honored benefactor would be under some difficulty from his natural politeness and regard for you and me You see how kindly on all occasions he treats you both not only as the parents of his Pamela But as if you were his own and if you had any body as your servants there Who called you cousin or grandfather or uncle? He would not care when he came down to treat them on the foot of common servants Though they might think themselves honored as they would be and as I shall always think of myself with his commands And would it not if they are modest and worthy be as great a difficulty upon them To be thus distinguished as it would be to him and to me for his sake For otherwise believe me. I hope you will my dear father and mother I could sit down and rejoice with the meanest and remotest relation. I have But in the world's eye to everybody, but my best of parents I must if ever so reluctant to it Appear in a light that may not give discredit to his choice Then again as I hinted you will be able without the least injury to our common benefactor To do kinder things by any of our relations when not with you than you can do if they live with you You may lend them a little money to put them in a way if anything offers that you think will be to their advantage You can fit out my she cousins with good reputable places the younger you can put to school or when fit to trades according to their talents And so they will, of course, be in a way to get an honest and creditable livelihood. But, above all things, one would discourage such a proud and ambitious spirit in any of them as should want to raise itself by favor instead of merit. And this the rather, for undoubtedly there are many more happy persons in low than in high life, take number for number all the world over. I am sure although four or five years of different life have passed with me i had so much pride and pleasure in the thought of working for my living with you if i could but get honest to you that it made my confinement the more grievous and if possible aggravated the apprehensions attending it but i beg of you not to think these my reasons proceed from the bad motives of a heart tainted with pride on its high condition indeed There can be no reason for it to one who thinks after this manner The greatest families on earth have some among them who are unhappy and low in life And shall such a one reproach me with having twenty low relations because they have peradventure not above five Let us then my dear parents Endeavor to judge of one another as God at the last day will judge of us all And then the honest peasant will stand fairer in our esteem than the guilty peer in short this shall be my own rule every one who acts justly and honestly i will look upon as my relation whether so or not and the more he wants my assistance the more entitled to it he shall be as well as to my esteem while those who deserve it not must expect only compassion from me and my prayers were they my brothers or sisters tis true had i not been poor and lowly i might not have thought thus But if it be a right way of thinking it is a blessing that I was so and That shall never be matter of reproach to me which one day will be matter of justification Upon the whole I should think it advisable my dear father and mother to make such kind excuses to the offered service of my Cousins as your better reason shall suggest to you And to do anything else for them of more value as their circumstances may require or occasions offer to serve them But if the employing and having them about you will add comfort to your lives I give up entirely my own opinion and doubt not everything will be well thought of that you shall think fit to do and So I conclude with assuring you that I am my ever-dear parents your dutiful and happy daughter The copy of this letter I will keep for myself till I have your answer that you may be under no difficulty how to act in either of the cases mentioned in it. End of Letter 4